And welcome to another episode of Historical and Mysterious with Ian and Jay. Hello, Jay. Hello, Ian. <laughs> and how was your week this week? Uh, my week was very eventful, actually. Oh, uh, dang. Okay. Oh, dang. Yes. Adulting stuff happened. Oh, oh yes. Okay. For Go future, on. I got a management position at my job, uh, which was, yeah, cool. So you did accept that position? I did accept that position, yes. And so <laughs> that was a good opportunity. And uh, yeah, cause I was thinking about signing for college classes for next semester and oh. going into what? Uh, psychology. Psychology. Okay. Or just boosting my GPA up a bit, retaining some classes, because I sucked at some classes. Oh. All right, so I'm going to try to boost my GPA up a just, bit uh, to make it look that. like... <laughs> <laughs> and apply it to grad school, hopefully. Oh, one day. nice. Okay. Just kind of, yeah, filling right. in the bu- bubbles. How was your week? My week was good, actually. I had some notes, too. So, um... Oh, so with my job, I'm working more in the kitchen, which is Got good it. because that means I'm moving up in the hierarchy of You're where sh- I work, and chef. plus also it's more hours. Not really chef, but a couple you should have people week. call you chef. <laughs> Fuck you, Norma. Call me that, chef. Mister Sir Chef. <laughs> Sir Chef. I'm knighted. I'm knighted now. <laughs> it's I'm an honor. Oh wow. Um, and uh, oh yeah. And uh, there's this couple, There, well, sadly, there was a couple at oh. where I worked. It's a retirement community. Listeners who listen to previous episodes maybe know that from how I describe my work. But if you don't, I work at a retirement community, and there was this old couple, and they didn't meet until they both went there. And then they, like, stayed a couple and, like, got engaged and everything. And oh. Marie passed away yesterday. Oh. That it sucks. And Jim is like sporadically crying throughout the day and everybody's comforting him and it's so sad. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, but like, and statistically speaking, he was supposed to die first. I mean, that sounds bad, but I mean, statistically speaking, men die first. Oh yeah. Usually. So fucking Nicholas Sparks and, movie. And she was, like, perfectly healthy. She it, she wasn't in a wheelchair. She was walking. I mean, she had a cane or a walker sometimes. How long were they together? Um, I, a few years, I think, oh, for as long as they live there. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I don't really think about that while I work there is that they don't live there for six months or two a year. It's not – we don't work hospice. They live there for years. And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> but they had Jesus each other. fuck. <laughs> they found oh each other. Oh, my God. No, but I, I couldn't. <laughs> not with an old person. No, 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 no. I'm talking about l- just living there in general. Oh, got it. I see. Yeah. Well, what happens when you get old? What do you want your family to do to you? Uh, either I want to be uh, well off enough to be able to afford privatized home health care well enough to like not be able to live in my home, be well taken care of. Got it. Which is like very rare yes, in this that's country a nowadays. Yes. But I can hope. Yeah, you can I'm have still have in my dreams. 20s. Okay, what's option two? Um, Death. And just fucking uh, back of the head. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's probably what's going to be Don't me. tell me. Just, you know. <laughs> tell me, oh, look at the here, flowers. Grandpa. Oh, you want to go to this one spot? All right, cool. And I don't even want to be like, don't even give me a code word like pigeon. And then I'm like, I know what's happening. No, don't just like, oh, thank you, sweetie. And then I'm truly thinking that we're going to be going to like. A, the garden or something. The, yeah, no, Fiesta, Texas or something. Yeah. Um, and. What is that? Six Flags. I just said Fiesta, Texas. So is that another name for Six Flags? No, it's one. It's one of like the uh, 
sub names or whatever of uh, a uh, Six Flags Got theme it. park in San Antonio. Gotcha. So it's Six it's Flags, like Six Flags, Flags but the but Texas all I version. said was Fiesta Texas, and people are like, "What, what the fuck are what you is talking that? about?" <laughs> um, it is a Six Flags theme park. You could. It sounds like a restaurant, but I want to truly believe that I'm going to be going there. Maybe dying of a heart attack while on a roller coaster, maybe, <laughs> but happy. And well, actually, just do that God, instead. Now that I'm thinking about God it, God help the kid who sits next to you on that roller coaster, and it's it's gonna be like on his the point is, or is I won't be sitting on the roller coaster. So he's just gonna shoot me in the back of the head before you get on the roller coaster. Exactly in the line. Got it. Yes. Hey, you know, maybe wait. it will be better if she shoots me in the head because I wouldn't have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it before you. Anyway, get in the line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How long have we been? <laughs> oh, only four minutes. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, just talking about that. It's death. <laughs> and, oh, God. I don't know why I put that in there. What? I put some personal shit in there. Oh. Oh, yeah. some personal time. Well, the gut tie. Oh. oh shit. Shout out to that person. Guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We said guy. <laughs> <laughs> now that you said that, they know that we, did, we didn't. I didn't. Um, yeah, but no, I'm hanging out with a new guy. A, you know, not dating per se, but, but talking, hedging that way. You know, he's oh cool, wow, you know, hedging that um, way. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> like hanging out with that. him. I like hanging out with him. Yeah. But I'm a very casual dater anyway. I don't really date with a purpose, which I, you know, I guess by our society standards isn't good. I think it's the norm. Though. I also just kind of enjoy being single. Yes. That's good. Which a lot of people think is weird. N- yeah. I mean, it doesn't think. mean I don't, you know, You don't hang want out it from guys. time to time. Yeah. I, you know. You want that I, male I, attention. I gain companionship. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... It's it's just not something I feel like I need. Exactly. And that's fair. And, and sometimes people don't have... But I like hanging out with him. But And also, I just have a problem with, like, I tell guys that. And they're like, oh... You just want to hang out and be friends and also, like, they assume it's just, like, friends with benefits on a cheap level. And I'm like, I guess it is friends with benefits, but I don't mean it like that because I just I like hanging out with you. Exactly. And fun is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, if it gets anything more than that, we got to go. Well, like, we no, can't it's just this. not what I'm, li- it's just not what yeah, I want right now. Exactly. And it's like, you know, and if you meet someone else that does want that, then by all means, go on ahead. But, like... If you're leaving just because of that, not because you know, or for any other reason, I I personally don't think that's good enough. But you know, if you do, like, I guess I, I guess that's what we yeah spread your wings and fly. Then. Yeah. Anyway, but hey, that's good news though. <laughs> but I like hanging out with him. Yeah, he's cool. And oh, also, I have written down ghetto best friend. That's uh. right, <laughs> ghetto best friend. <laughs> so we you mentioned this first, and then yes. I was like. Okay, so what did you say? I said something about, like, oh, so uh, my, like, ghetto best friend. Is that the phrase I used? Like, yes, straight up? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly I what said you said. I said my ghetto best friend. I was telling a story, and uh, I forgot what the story was, to be completely okay, honest Okay, what with was you. the story? That Something, like, back when you were in California. Yeah, back when I was in California, and, and I'm like, like, and then my ghetto best friend. And, then and you were like, oh, it was, I did this, and of course I did this with my ghetto best friend. <laughs> and, and then you paused, and then I took that moment to be like, and I know exactly what you're talking about, because I had several ghetto best friends in school and afterwards. Because there's you, not ghetto, white, cracker as fuck. <laughs> yes. And then... 
you there's have, your best friend and then you got your ghetto best friend <laughs> and you guys are like totally chill my my friend called me the designated white friend and they 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 act ghetto they talk ghetto everything's ghetto yeah. but they're totally chill and you guys like really click exactly and it's it doesn't matter it's on another level yeah you know it's something really magical. I yeah. Think. <laughs> I've had a couple of those. So when you said that, I was like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and then the flip side of that is a designated white friend, which is what they re- that I was referred to as. Designated white friend. Yeah. But you're Mexican. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just look white. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a white name. Yeah. I have the so, whitest I mean, name. I mean, I guess I the whitest you name totally fucking pass, but, but you are like... What over half? Half, half half South American. Half South American. Yeah. So like not even like. But like, you can never tell. I'm pretty sure my mom's adopted. The one who's from quote unquote South America. Oh. What pretty, what part of South America again? Well, my parent, my grandparents met in Chile, so Chile. Okay. Yeah. And how dangerous is Chile as opposed to like other like Ecuador like, or Brazil or whatever? Uh, I think it's. I uh, don't quote me on that, but I think it's safer. Safer. Okay. Yeah, I okay. think it's like nicer. Like things are a lot more calmer there. But yeah. don't quote me on that. I have no, not, I have no idea about my heritage. I like every time I meet family, my extended family lives in South America. I, I can't. You have extended family that still live there. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I lived with you how long, Jay? And I never knew that. Well, I mean, it's, I'm well, not I, like how many times? Do, well, how many times am I going to like bring that up? Like, but I mean, uh, we have talked about. I have. This. I have. My, I've asked you about your family. Yes, but I. It's I was interested because when you told me you were like Latino, I was like, shut the fuck up. I guys, didn't say guys, Latino. I didn't say no, Latino. I'm, uh, yeah, guys. You, you fucking don't get it. This guy, he is white. <laughs> His name is Jay Parker. He's like as pale as me. As Caucasian as you can get. And it's and then <laughs> y- you know, and then he showed me pictures of his parents and I saw his mom, who's actually very, very white. pretty. Oh, yeah. But I, I was She's also very white though. Yeah. And then And then I show you my grandparents, and then you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And cause though they are Spanglish speaking Americans. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. I was, uh, yeah. I was surprising. It, and then I was like, oh, blows really? people away. Because there's no. No, sign you can't. Of, yeah. And I wish I knew Spanish. It's my mom's first language, but she never taught me. Oh, really? Because she married the white guy. Huh. And then I, she wouldn't understand what I was saying. But damn it, I could have knew two languages by now. But wait, was, but what? Why wouldn't she teach you Spanish again? Well, because if she taught me Spanish first, then I wouldn't really have a good way to communicate with my dad. Well, what? What if she taught you Spanish second? Yeah, like taught you it at all? No, <laughs> like, true, true. It would have helped, but then it was also one of those things. I mean, where that's like, also great for like employment opportunities. Yes, like oh my god, you could I get. Told my it's mom. also like the benefit. Like the you get paid more exactly to no. do the same job if yeah. you're bilingual. I, you know, I, so I, I told a lot my of mom, cases. but. Fortunately, that's not how it went. Ugh. And then I just sucked at Spanish in high school, and then I realized I'm really bad white. planning, mom. <laughs> if only we could turn back time. You set me up for failure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I only kidding. know one you're language. You're doing great. You know, between all the children, you're the, you know, you're doing, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just going based off stories you've told me. Okay, don't get mad. <laughs> Jesus. Oh wow, that escalated. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Sorry, we've been going eleven minutes just for catch up. Jesus. Oh damn! All right. So history first. Yes. That's me. What is week. your history? So I am doing as my history. I'm doing something World War Two. Oh. Or World War Two adjacent. Got it. I am doing basically the story of a woman who goes who went by the name of 
Uh, I think I'm going to say her last name right. Ilsik Kock. Oh. But it's spelled K-O-C-H. Koch. I'm just kidding. No. I'm just going to say Koch. I like... Ilse Koch, the bitch of Buchenwald. <laughs> what a title to get. Yes. Now, that's not the only name she went by, but I chose that one because I, from what I read, that's the most common one. So, oh, good. Ilse Koch, Popular. the bitch of Buchenwald. So, uh, basically an overview of Ilse. Uh, Ilse Koch, born, actually, she was born Marguerite Ilse Kohler, her maiden name, on September 22nd in 1906 in Dresden, Saxony, of the German Empire. Got it. Uh, not only uh, She not only became the wife of Karl Otto Koch, a Nazi commandant of the concentration and death camps of uh, Buchenwald, and I, I also don't know how to say this one, Majdanek? I'm just going to say Majdanek. Majdanek, got it. She was also one of the most prominent Nazis to be tried by the United States. These trials would result in worldwide media attention as well as the emergence of survivor accounts of her actions, which would eventually be described as sadistic and evil. She was also known as uh, the Witch of Buchenwald, the Beast of Buchenwald, Queen of Buchenwald, Red Witch of Buchenwald, and Butcher Widow. I like how there's all like really negative ones and it says the Queen. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but when it read that, honestly, I thought of uh, the, the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. And uh, Allison went a lot, off with that. You know, I thought true, of that. True, true. And there was a lot of red with the red paint and painting the roses red. Yeah, it's just all that imagery and stuff I saw. And I, you know, I think that character was based on Bloody Mary. I'm not sure. It, I, I don't know. Or maybe I just made that up because it seemed so appropriate to me. But anyway. <laughs> there was blood. Um, uh, she's also a woman. Just... But uh, I like Butcher Widow too. But- yes. Butcher Widow. Butcher Widow. Oh, because it's like Black Widow, but Butcher. Because she butchered murdered. style. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. The I like the names. Ones. Yeah, they have some yeah. really good names. It's really original. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Hit the table. Hit the table. Okay, so early life. Uh, Ilse was the daughter of a factory foreman. Her childhood was actually quite unremarkable. Uh, teachers noted how she was very happy and polite as a child. And at the age of 15, she, 15, keep in mind, she enrolled herself into an accountancy school. Uh one of only a few educational and career opportunities for women at that time, especially like in places like Germany. Wow. More progressive than a lot of places, but not as much as others. Got it. I guess. Well, definitely at that time, I guess. Yeah. She then uh, acquired a job as a booking clerk at a time when Germany's economy was struggling uh, to rebuild itself after World War One. Mm-hmm. Um, because that Germany was, you know, they were oh, also the culprits poor. in yep. you know, WW1-2. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, the- they kind of suffered ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, war crimes and crimes against humanity. Uh, by the time the early 1930s came along, Ilse became interested along with her friends in the Nazi party. Uh, Nazi party, why was it appealing to them, you know? Yeah, um, why did they, like, well, see that? Well, it was part, it was a lot of it, it was the economy, I see. Also, it was someone to blame. Also, it was something to focus their unhappiness on other than, you know, themselves, their own unsuccess. Exactly. Or the unsuccess of just the circumstances. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just living in a time where it's just a fucked up situation. Like, I'd hate to be living during uh, the Spanish Inquisition. I mean, it was just... Yeah. And they probably you know. looked around and were like, hey, everyone else is doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was- so... 
It's just a whole bunch of yeah. fucked up reasons and a whole oh, yeah. bunch of reasons and Hitler's I'm charismatic sure there's and all the stuff we've seen in documentaries as to Got why it. people were for it. Oh, yeah. And they, in their brainwashed minds, it seemed legitimate It to seemed, them. yeah. Like, it could do no wrong. Um, but in 1936, she became a guard and secretary at uh, Sachsenhausen. I think I said that right. Sachsenhausen concentration camp near Berlin, which was also commanded by her fiance, whom she would marry the following year. Also, in 1937, uh, she went to Buchenwald when her husband Carl Otto Koch, the same Otto Koch, uh, was made uh, commandant. Which I don't know what what the difference is between commandant and commander, but it said commandant on both on all sources pretty much. So I just commandant. Fine. My favorite thing is his name's Otto Cock. It's uh, like the adventure of the dildo. <laughs> Otto you know, you know those made, uh, modern day sex dolls that, of men's male sex oh, dolls yeah. are making. They they're gonna make a cheap one and they're gonna call it Otto yeah, Oh, absolutely! I'm surprised they have it already. The generic Otto Cock. I can't afford the ten million dollar expensive one, so I'm gonna get Otto Cock. <laughs> it's just gonna vibrate a little well inside, and then it'll be done. It's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like the real experience. <laughs> Sorry. All right, go on. Let's let's put some, you know, perversity in the middle of this. <laughs> gore, gore, Nazi, Nazi, dildo joke. <laughs> so trifecta. <laughs> oh, not yet. All right, anyway, sorry. Uh, Ilse jumped at the opportunity to become involved with her husband's work, and she did so enthusiastically. Over the course of just a couple of years, she gained a widespread reputation uh, for being one of the most feared and evil Nazis of Buchenwald. Buchenwald itself was one of the earliest and largest of the camps, opening shortly after De- uh, Dachau. I think that's how you say that, Dachau. Uh, the iron gate that led into the camp read uh, Jedem, 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 uh, I don't want to say Jedem, it sounds French. Uh, Jedem. This scene, which means, which I said completely wrong. Yeah, no, completely <laughs> wrong. But uh, the translation in English, I'll say right, uh, which means to each his own. Uh, this was intended for the prisoners to read, basically saying everyone gets what they deserve. Oh, they deserve. and it's like, damn, fuck you. Yeah, that's fuck. I mean, this whole entire so Holocaust was, was fucked I mean, up. As but... we all know, this was done with fervor at every level. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, one of her first orders of business in 1940 was to use money, stolen from the prisoners, no doubt, to fund the construction of an indoor sports arena costing approximately 60, at the time, $62,500, around $1 million in today's dollars. Jesus. Uh, This arena is uh, not only... Ah, sorry. This arena is uh, where she not only she did recreational sports, but also where she uh, rode her horses. Apparently, she was big into the equestrian oh, scene. So she liked animals, but she yeah. hated everything else. Got it? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Whatever. <laughs> In 1941, Carl was transferred to uh, Lublin, where he helped establish the uh, Majdanek concentration and extermination camp. Uh, Ilse would remain behind in uh, Buchenwald. I guess basically to like kind of help run things. Yeah, you know, help manage things. I they I you know, and from what I gather, they were pretty much that was a concentration camp that was along with the Nazi Party. But apparently, there's like different ranks amongst the amongst the camps at that time, and that was one camp that kind of was 
uh, followed in line because they believed it, but went a little rogue in their ways of doing things. A Got it. Bit. When it comes to like torturing people and or... how they did it and how they run the camp and was it benefiting it was a the Nazi party or was it benefiting them? Got well, it. I'll get into more of that later. But um, so I guess you know it's kind of like a king and queen situation over there. Oh yeah. And so the king's leaving to go help set up another kingdom, and so queen's gonna rule yeah, over this one. Queen's wrong. gonna do some shit. And uh, that's just and it didn't say that basically. It didn't say that at all. That's just the impression yeah. I'm getting. Got it. Yeah. And, and you know. Anyway, uh, during her time there without her husband, she decided to go. Oh, I wrote full on balls to the wall by taking her pastime activities outside the arena and into the camp. She would taunt prisoners until they would look until they looked at her, at which point she would whip them. Survivors would later recall that Ilse seemed uh, particularly excited about sending children to the gas chamber. Why was she? Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, ugh, really? What? Come on! She was never hugged as a child, was she? She was never like no one acknowledged that child. But, they, but teachers describe her as polite and happy. I think there was something else going on, maybe other than if if we're talking about something like that, a mental thing. I don't think it was. I wasn't hugged as a child because she was so polite and happy and yeah. stuff, and everything was normal. I think maybe it was she more was like up from the she was. Uh, yeah, like there was always kind of a screw loose. She was always like, I wonder what it's like, what people's yeah. insides look like, kind of thing. A little loony. Oh god. Uh, but her one hobby that would later become a major point of contention during the Nuremberg trials was her collection of gloves. Book covers and of course lampshades. Mm. You know where I'm going with this. That were made, of course, and obviously from human skin, taken from the bodies of prisoners, specifically prisoners with tattoos, distinct tattoos. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, And survivors also recalled that she would frequently go on horseback rides through the camp, scouting out prisoners for their skin, specifically, you know, looking for distinctive tattoos. Uh, After a prisoner was stripped off their... uh, Yeah, after a prisoner was stripped of their skin, uh, they were incinerated. Wow, that that wasn't... I have no words. I honestly have no words. That isn't, that's fucked up. I thought that was like in movies or something. I thought... Oh, no. Well, where do you think they got made the movies from? I no, mean, so true. I mean... So true. Was, uh, I mean, the footage... Uh, the footage... Oh, God. I cannot wait until we get to her that death. That was shot to, from just the result of the things they did was horrifying and illegal in a lot of places, even today, I imagine, I think. I, I hope... Um, and... I hope she has a really bad death. That's so imagine what really... what fo- if, they, if you had footage from while it was happening... Anyway. This is fucked. <laughs> um, so, the Cox, the Cox supposedly also kept all these items on display in their house. Proudly. Mm. What's that smell? Oh, human skin. Isn't it great? <laughs> oh, you need to lotion your lampshade. <laughs> they need to moisturize it. It's going to catch on fire. <laughs> oh. Um, but it was alleged that all this was only done to aid uh, camp doctor Eric Wagner. Very mm. kind of regular. Yeah. But Eric is spelled E-R-I-C-H. So there's oh, the German part. There you go. That's an evil way of spelling um, it. Eric. Eric. I, I don't, I'm not even sure that's the right way. Uh, <laughs> Eric Wagner, which he, with his dissertation regarding the correlation between tattoos and criminality, which... 
Oh my he's god. He's completely fucking stupid. Yes. And as we all know now, it's compl- like, I have a fucking tattoo. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you commit crimes all the time. What are you talking about? Well, that's beside the point. <laughs> I'm saying there's no correlation. <laughs> Got it. Gotcha. Anyway. Um, one source says these items were found and retrieved and played a part in her trial. Another source states that said items were never recovered and were only rumored to be in existence, therefore eliminating the possibility of them playing a part in her trial. Which confused me, because I found two sources that both seemed legitimate to me, and I guess I mean, we're still pretty new at doing this, so I guess I'm not the greatest at weeding out the best bullshit, but like, they both seemed pretty reputable to me, yeah. and they both clearly stated how these items were not found and how they were. Exactly. And my thing is, is like one, and they also specifically said like, oh, they played a partner trial. So it's like, oh, well, let's just go check the trial records. Yeah. There you go. Boom, boom. Yeah. Oh Bam. yeah. You that check seems... the receipts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think with history too, it's definitely, since it's like such a long time, it's so easy to get things mixed up or like mm-hmm. these Historians, I think it's sometimes easier for them to make a mistake or they get it from the wrong, and that's how it goes on the internet. And even though they're probably reputable, but it's like these little differences, and that's what gets me too sometimes. I'm just like, what the hell? Where do I go with? And the thing, and the reason I note this is also uh, because normally I would just pick one, fuck it, and just be like, that's the one, yeah. Yeah. But the reason I note this is because I I honestly don't know. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I tend to hinge, hinge towards they did she seemed like an evil fucking person i would not put it past her just because i don't want to be the asshole that's like oh no that's and so then if extra it's true, yeah it's like oh shit oh yeah you know i'm just gonna because i've heard of shit like this before yeah. like with ed gein yeah oh yeah you know not just, just the movies exactly. and so i'm just like mm, and with nazi atmosphere on top people of that, have I a weird fas- people have a weird fascination with skin yeah. for appliances so, i guess i mean it's she enjoyed thing. sending fucking children yeah she, she enjoyed killing children anyway <laughs> so i'm just saying your face <laughs> um Oh, her first trial. On August 24th, 1943, Ilse and her husband were arrested on charges of private enrichment, embezzlement, and the murder of prisoners to prevent them from giving testimony. Also uh, acting of their own accord. Basically, like... Doing their own shit. Yeah. Running their own... And this is basically... They're getting in trouble with the Nazi... With the bad guys. Wow! This is how bad they are. They're getting in trouble with the bad guys. Oh my god! Like, like the the prison. They're killing the prisoners so fast and so badly. I guess. What do you even call that? Yeah. That the, the Nazis the, are like hold that slow the down. Regular, damn. That the quote regular Nazis are like this is a little are like hey whoa 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 <laughs> like the regular Nazis that are already on meth and already listening to Hitler and oh, killing yeah. Jews and kill already. Jews. But like you guys are doing they're like hey whoa fast. whoa whoa guys hey no not yet I wanted to talk to her uh, no not yet I wanted to talk to him like <laughs> why you just keep killing everyone damn yeah. but oh. what are you doing the baby couldn't even talk <laughs> oh. oh my god so. Yeah, that's very. Uh, that's basically what happened. Is they and and also it was private enrichment, so embezzlement. So basically, it's like, hey, we're not getting the money. You're getting a lot of money. What the fuck, you know? Yeah, that was a lot of that too. Yeah, and I think at the time that was the primary reason. Given war is expensive, and we're still in war at that time. Oh, yeah. Germany is, and uh, you know, you're embezzling money, and you fuck with people's money people get serious very quick oh yeah so oh yeah that's without yeah. a doubt anyway um uh, 
But eventually, Ilsa was acquitted due basically to a lack of evidence, uh, and her, and I, I put in parentheses, second source, point to second source. Got it. So, and also, that's something else huh. about uh, the thing about the lampshades and stuff. I'm sticking with the lampshades. Yeah. <laughs> but the gloves is fucking... Because your gloves of skin. It's, I know. That's really the worst one. Oh, I'm sticking with yeah. the lampshades because that's like... You know where that light's coming from. Oh my god, the gloves. You're, you, you can literally blow light out someone's asshole. Or not blow light, but shine light. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't believe that's what, that's what you said. You said that. that yeah, is what you, I said. you can. You can do that. That, that is, is what I said. Anyway. Never thought about like that one, but yeah. You can. <laughs> so, but what I don't understand is she, it's a fact that she was acquitted, but due to a lack of evidence, pointing to the lampshades and stuff. Yeah. Pointing to that they never existed. Exactly. But yet there was evidence of them or them being actually brought in for trial later. And then how can they, yeah. So, and then also clear testimony multiple times of prisoners, eyewitness saying, saying we saw her pick people because, we saw her pick people because of their skin. And tattoos. Yeah. So, which, it's so, there's it facts on both yeah. sides and he, I guess hearsay on both sides? Yeah. So, it's, what the fuck? Anyway. Uh, Ilse would eventually uh, be accused and arraigned before the American military court at Dachau, uh, the general military government court for the trial of war criminals in 1947. She was charged this time with, quote, participating in a criminal plan for aiding and abetting and participating in the murders at Buchenwald, unquote. Okay. Uh, It was at this juncture that Ilse felt it was wise to inform the court that uh, she was eight months pregnant. Oh, that sneaky bitch. Now, however, let's take some things into consideration. Now, this came as a shock for two reasons. First, she had no contact with men at this point other than American interrogators, many of whom were Jewish, just as a coincidence. Okay. Uh, And this was all before her trial. Got it. So... The so timing she, in yeah, general is right. Like, and second, she was 41 years old. Now, this is just something I read as a fact, and I just wrote it down. But when I read it, I was... I, I'm not even a woman, and I'm like, oh, fuck you. Because uh, it was like... the It's shocking for two reasons. First, she wasn't around men, except the interrogators. Yeah. So either there was seduction or rape. I don't think there was like a falling in love. So she was actually pregnant. Like, it was not like a lie. No, she was... Yeah, pregnant. She... Yeah. Oh. She gave birth. Did she say who it was? She never claimed who it was or... She was just like... father unknown. Sorry, I'm not telling you. And, uh... Expression pretended it was like a virgin birth. But the second part... And the second, she was 41 years old. And it's like, okay. Like, Uh, why is... I mean, yeah, it's a little surprising. But don't say shocking. I mean... (laughs) They're not the same word. I, They're spelled different and said different exactly, for a reason. Yeah, they, they do have different, different definitions. Yeah. It's not shocking. It's, you know. It's I mean, a little bit unexpected. Maybe but. alarming. <laughs> I mean, how, how old are you going to be when the kid graduates high school? <laughs> you can't go to PTA meetings. Who says? Who says? I mean, you could. Well, she's in prison, so. you're going to be, like, you know, five minutes late. Prison PTA. Getting to your seat every time. <laughs> um. Uh, where am I? You made me lose my place. I'm so sorry. You should be. We were talking about PTA meetings. Now this uh, uh, general... Wait. Uh, Oh, okay. Sorry. 
But regardless, she was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. Sorry, that was just to say that. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, General Lucius D. Clay, after two years, though, reduced her sentence to four years on the grounds of lack of evidence regarding the human skin thing. Yet they again. went from life in prison to two years. Which, my thing... Okay, so I even put in uh, parentheses here, which, like, dot, 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 because I had a whole thing that's coming to me now, because it's fucked up. Like, it doesn't matter... If she did gruesome shit with their skin, yeah, she still did what she did. Exactly. She was a fucking Nazi. It, she should have life in prison anyway. It doesn't matter. That is amazing that I jumped from life to two years. Yeah. What? Like, she was... That, that's impossible. So okay. she's, like, doing only six years. Yeah. Total. Fuck that. Because there's lack of evidence for the skin thing. Oh, my God. And... Wow. <sighs> oh, no. I'm not liking the end of it's this. It's just, like, you should... She was a Nazi, and she killed murder people. What anyway, more do you need? Anyway. Yeah. What more evidence do you so, need? Of course, when this news was uh, made public, finally, because actually this news was held from the public for quite a while, because they people knew, outraged. yeah, they knew it would be a oh, shitstorm. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there was pandemonium in the streets, and then I put not really, but there was an uproar. A lot of anger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so. Second trial. In 1949, due to enormous pressure from the public opinion, Ilse was rearrested and and tried before a West German court. By 1950, a hearing would occur lasting seven weeks, uh, during which 250 witnesses were heard, including 50 for the defense. So 50 for the defense and 200 for the prosecution. Yeah. I mean, if that's not obvious. Yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> your, your defense is a quarter the size of your, I mean. Absolutely. The witnesses that are coming forward. Yeah. During this trial, she would collapse twice, both times Dra- being carried from the court. Drama yes. queen. Drama queen. I mean, a lot of people thought so. Yeah. Uh, on January 15th, 1951, the court came to a 111-page verdict for which Ilse uh, was not Therefore, and it was concluded that her previous trials were not at bar to proceedings under the principles of nebis in idem, which I guess is some sort of like Magna Carta thing <laughs> for them. That, yeah. Not at all, but like <laughs> some of their different languages. It was some sort of, yeah, yeah, for, for law. Legal, yeah, justice. We thing. have some of our own. And was then sentenced to life imprisonment and permanent forfeiture of her civil rights. Bye, bitch. Bye. Uh, she appealed. But of it was course. denied. Yes. Uh, then she repeatedly petitioned for a pardon, which was no one's gonna I mean, fall go for that. Yeah, no one went a, a eye roll every time. Yes, you, what no, a joke. And like, and it was like I also it from my research, it was not only de- was it denied, but it was very like fuck fuck you, yeah. And you know, she always protested her sentence. Oh god, and it was just to no avail. She had stabbed in the shower or something. Um, no, actually, uh, eventually she, well, eventually she gave birth to, that's where my notes end, but the that's not where the story ends. This is what I remember. She gave birth to, well, she had a, uh, a child Got with it. her husband that, that was taken away when they were arrested Yeah, and then put into foster care. Got it. And then when that child grew up to get old enough to find out who her, his mom, who their parents were. I'm just going to put there because I can't yeah. remember if it was boy or girl, so I'm just going to put there. Um, you know, they couldn't handle it and they killed themselves. 
Kind of like Charles Manson's son. Yeah. No, it is a hefty, is a hefty burden. Yeah. Just knowing that that's yeah, that's your yeah, mom. I'd no. be thinking to myself like, damn. And knowing I that everybody up. around you knows, knows that about you. Yeah. I mean, because that's like not. I mean, I imagine not just in Germany, but all over, especially at that. Time. I mean, post-war Germany. Uh, how do you know how old the kid got? Or um, I think nineteen. Damn. But it was I'm around not... that early twenties. Late, I, th- late I think so. Yeah. I think so. But maybe it was younger or maybe like, a little older. I'm not sure. But it was definitely soon after when they found out. Jesus. Then the second child was immediately, was born in prison, immediately taken away and put into foster as well. Um, and then when that, oh, and her husband at the, at the trial by the Germans, by the Nazis, yeah. uh, he was found guilty, even though she was acquitted and he was executed by firing squad <gasps> in ni- in April, 1945. Hey. Awesome. Okay. I'm not reading my notes. I'm impressed that I remember these yeah, dates. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. so he's been gone for a while. Yeah, and she's and, been. But sneak- the second, uh. the second child was a daughter. I remember the second child was a daughter, and when she grew up and found out who her real mother was, she actually went to go visit her uh, multiple times, and then eventually, I guess knowing that she would never get out, she hung herself in her cell. The mo- oh the mom yes oh thank <sighs> yeah okay all right that's a that's an ending I wanted her to die and I wanted her to die in a very bad way but yeah I mean it's not bad enough but I guess it's bad it, enough I'll take it she dead yeah. you know <laughs> <sighs> so and then the that daughter is uh, the daughter I still mean alive. I mean she visited her multiple time multiple times she obviously fostered a relationship yeah. with her um, to each his own yeah. I say I mean it, it is your mother so whatever. That's your mother. I can't make a call on that, but I, I mean, it's I a hard thing. I can't say I would. I, yeah. No, it's not. A, I, for me personally, yeah. I, I don't understand. No, I don't get and it either. I fa- if I found out that that was my mother, I, but for some people, it would I not be a hard decision oh, yeah. at all to be like, no, thank you. Some people it's hard for some people though. The you foster, know, while si- we don't the foster think of it. system is fucked. And yeah. I'll take the foster system. Thank you so much. <laughs> while we, while we don't probably get foster it. Foster me, please. Yeah. Right. And we don't know what they talked about. Maybe she's like, kill yourself, mom. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. That probably wasn't that what they talked about. Multiple times on multiple yeah. visits. Yeah. Until she finally yeah, yeah. did it. It and, was just bullying her. And Ilse uh, uh, consented to those visits. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, yeah, let's bring it in. It's, it's what I deserve. And she's like, fuck you, mom, you fucking no, bitch. No, the guards are just like, you're going to listen to your daughter. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's my history of uh, Ilse Cock. Very dark. The bitch of Buchenwald. Very dark. I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. no. It, was, I didn't, it, it took a turn. Took a turn with the the flash lamps, but uh, but yeah, that was very awesome, very awesome. interesting. <laughs> All right, and on to mystery. Yes, my Mis- mystery for the week is something that a lot of people know about, but I mean, not to the extent that I mean, I guess I didn't know about to this extent, but uh, Roswell. Roswell, Roswell okay. the so, crash. Uh, so everybody knows yes, about it. Yes, exactly. But I imagine, at, especially at this point, most people are like, "Oh, it's the space place." Yeah, <laughs> the space place, exactly. And uh, so basically, what happened was there there was a crash on a something called Foster Ranch in 1947. Uh, and within the year of 1947, uh, there was about 300 sightings of UFOs across America. Now, I, I'm going to go into what the government kind of talked about, and a lot of people kind of accept that theory because it is kind of like okay i can kind of see it and that kind of calls back to the 300 sightings of ufos because they get into government testing but there's also 
within this uh, research... You mean government testing, like, balloons and shit? Yes. Okay. And then within this research, there's a lot of people who step forward later down the road stating that was not what the case was. So it's very torn. I'm actually torn thinking about what it could be or what it is or if it was a cover-up or what. But, uh, so on July 4th, the crash took place on the ranch. Rancher Mac Brazel went out to collect the debris. So all this shit went down, and he's all like, okay, well, I have to look at all this cool debris. So he waits a couple days to try to understand what just happened and he ends up going to his local police station and uh took the debris there and the police station i'm sorry but could you please say it like debris debris (laughs) no the right way (laughs) (laughs) sorry go on Uh, so they uh took the uh after he contacted the police, the police immediately t- contacted the Air Force. So what was so fascinating about the debris that they found was that it was very metallic in nature, but very incredibly light. Like, they stated that it was almost like you felt like you were just holding air. It was so light. Oh, it's, like, lighter than aluminum. Yeah. And uh, you can... Uh, they talked about... They said it was a memory metal. That's what they were called. Memory t- metal? Yes. So it was in the sense of, like, you can wrap it up into a ball... And release, and then within seconds, it'll be back into its original form. <gasps> yes. Whoa. So that's what they were talking about, and then they were kind of like and shocked by this. Uh, that's not metal. Yeah, that's and awesome. uh, and also too with this metal, <laughs> uh, it was hard. You couldn't really show signs. You couldn't really uh, like hit it or break it or anything. No matter how hard you try, they hit it with sledgehammers. It was reported, and uh, sledgehammers didn't make any dents. It sounds like some sort of weapon or defense thing a, a superhero has. Right, exactly. It's actually a piece of Superman, actually. It, yeah, no, it's something that Thor has. You know, if, his hammer, just, if his hammer fucks up, he takes out the shard. Right, exactly. The metal exactly. shard. Uh, the memory shard. So, with the military, they immediately went out to assess the crash site. And so, on July 8th, the Air Force issued a press conference to state that they had that they have found a flying saucer and of okay. course they were uh and during this time there were a lot of claims that alien bodies were also recovered but that same day the air force backpedals uh to state that it was actually not a flying saucer it was a weather balloon and that was gathered at and uh it was just like crash material was just from the weather balloon and so what was and, it and what did they say about the bodies because they also, if you said oh, they also said getting, that they found bodies. Oh, yeah, oh, you're I'm, getting I'm sorry, there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. That's also a question. <laughs> good. Uh, so, the after the basic and the colonel who issued the original press conference to say that UFO, like a UFO, was found, was put on leave immediately after that. Ah. So they don't really like what like it was yeah. just kind of like like you fucked up. You got to get <laughs> out of here, pretty much. Uh. So the rancher was reported. To be very much like harassed, he basically told newspapers, "He's like, I just kind of want this whole thing to end. I'm just so tired of being like harassed by all yeah. these different angles." And he ended up saying, coming out and saying, "Like, okay, maybe it was just a weather balloon." He said that he found rubber, like duct tape, tin foil, stuff like that, and then that's what he's saying. That's what he found was tin foil and stuff like that you would see in a balloon. Somebody got to him. And that's what's so interesting. There's been a lot of testimony from neighbors as well as family as friends. Uh, that showed that Brazel was pretty much put into a... He was taken into custody. Not, like, some something serious, but, like, immediately after this, the Air Force took him aside and started talking to him. Uh, and so he came back, and he ended up buying... After this whole thing was kind of said and done, he bought a new truck after he came out with that statement. And he bought a new truck. Oh, I see. He immediately quit his job, 
as a rancher to open up a new business in the big city. <laughs> like, that's the type of uh, shit that everyone's kind of like, everybody get out. Yeah. I'm going to Hollywood. Oh, it was just, it was just in a weather balloon. Uh, where's my money, please? That was pretty much what that, if it was that. The Big Apple, here I come. <laughs> so, years down the road, uh, a lot of people kind of just forgot about it. They thought that was a consensus of it all, since the rancher even himself was saying, like, oh, okay, it was just a weather balloon. Uh, the first Air Force uh, officer kind of uh, came forward, and his name was Major Jesse Marcel, and he was one of the first people to go to the site, the crash site, and he stated that he still believed the wreckage was not a weather balloon. He said that, you know, this was a, the Air Force, he was very uh, educated when it comes to different uh, things that they have invented, and it's the, the technology that they found was something that they never really discovered, that he's never really realized. Mm. And so okay. uh, he said that he didn't believe it was a weather balloon. Also, he said that stated that it could have been something from Earth, and the metal was uh, again couldn't be. He brought that was the first time someone brought up how the metal couldn't be damaged by like a sledgehammer or something that they had. Yeah. So basically, this kind of helped uh, a UFO researcher to emerge and start doing interviews for a lot of people within the uh, within Roswell, and he kind of concluded that this massive cover up was happening. So after this whole hurrah was, he was get, digging up all this dirt. The, uh, 19, in 1994, the government stated it was a cover-up, but it was a top-secret military project called Project Mogul. And so, wait, you said the government stated it was a cover-up? Yes, the government came well, out. Well, if it's a cover-up, why are they telling everyone? <laughs> no, that's, that's so funny because it's almost like they're like, it's a cover-up. You're right, but it's not a cover-up. An alien said the cover-up about government technology. It's about what we're doing, not about what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. They don't exist. Don't worry about it. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> You caught us, but you didn't catch us. Go so away. So they basically uh, provided this uh, findings in 1994, and they released it about what Project Mogul was. And it was essentially uh, the government was testing a kind of microphone of sense in the sense like it can sense uh, whenever something's getting bombed. So that was the type of technology that they're trying to get. And they released it around Roswell. There was two... Uh, two areas where they released it, and it was, like, pretty much right near Roswell. So they were stating that that's what this was, that it was just uh, this, like, new type of weather balloon or new type of, like, sensing system that crashed, and that's why a lot of people didn't know what it was. But then that goes back to that, what about the alien bodies? And that was uh, another thing that... Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, that was another thing that a lot of people were like... That's what I'm fascinated by. (laughs) There were bodies taken out. So there was... The government basically sensed and they got their themselves kind of fucked up with this timeline too because they said that oh yeah we wanted to kind of test how human beings can uh parachute down kind of thing like if they can parachute from these like devices and stuff like that okay but they didn't start doing that till 1950 and roswell happened in like 1947 so they had the timeline mixed up and people brought this up saying like well that doesn't make sense and the uh, well, people in general didn't start doing it till the fifties. No, the or... government didn't start doing it until the like 1950s. at all. Yes. Okay. And then, okay. so that's where they're like saying. And then, and this was in the like middle nineties, pretty much. So someone basically said, "Oh, it was time compression. Like people are just getting the times mixed up, and that's all it is." But it doesn't really explain like what was re- recovered there. And yeah. these dummies that were used, they're saying that maybe the military got got their timeline mixed up. Since this happened so many years down the in the past uh the dummies that they usually use for these type of uh projects were about six feet but the the bodies that were reported 
were about four feet tall. And these are collaborated by a lot of people. Like, this isn't, and including, like, high-ranking military officials who later came out and said, like, this isn't right. Uh, the government tried to, ooh, the government tried to talk about how it was, since the dummies were porcelain yeah. and very shiny, it could look like it was a, a creature. And people that saw this crash were so overwhelmed with all this new technology and they see these bodies right here. So it's like, the government's like, it's easy that they can jump to that conclusion a little bit. I still think it's creepy. Like, if I found a porcelain figure of a creature, I it would still be like, first of all, who came up with that? And second of all, why the fuck is it out here? Yep, exactly. And so when people, in 1994, when this audit was basically released, when people try to, like, say, like, all right, release the files for Roswell, uh, it was basically confirmed that all the requested files from the Roswell military base has been destroyed. And when mm, you try okay. to figure out who was who authorized this destruction of all these files, they couldn't pinpoint who authorized it. So it was very dark and like it was Ilsa Cock, right? She's doing everything, this bitch. Yeah, she wasn't <laughs> dead yet. <laughs> uh, so again, a lot of people collaborated similar stories when it comes to the crash site. Uh, among these interviews was the rancher who eventually stepped forward after he got his money and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't really talk about how he got his money or if he got paid off or not. But he did state that he did a recording, a pre-recording with a radio station. And he stated that what was there wasn't really an air, uh, like a weather balloon. And he also talked about the bodies that were recovered. This radio station ended up, was close to releasing it. They were talking about, like, oh, we have, like, exclusive interviews with this guy and everything. Yeah. So they end up getting a call from a government agency to shut it down. Do not release it. It'll ensue panic, uh, pandemonium. It'll start asking Or we will incinerate your station. Pretty much. <laughs> and abduct your mother. <laughs> and uh, so they never released it. And we'll never know what the rancher said. <laughs> and that was kind of sucks. And then six months later, they had a brand new station. Yep. <laughs> Where'd that tall building right? in the middle of nowhere come from? That's super weird. <laughs> so another key, so shiny. Another key contradiction in the story was finding a report from an official from Roswell that released this kind of uh, confirmation right after he died. He wanted to release it right after he was dead. Mm -hmm. And so there was a key photo from the crash. And this file basically claimed that it was fake. And I'm going to show it to you right now. Sorry. So you can kind of see it's basically two people. It looks like a big paper airplane. Yes. It looks. It has two people basically sitting around all this tinfoil stuff. It looks like stuff that we have here. Uh, yeah. So and it looks like they're just kind of. And it's very popular. If you type in Roswell Christ crash picture, you'll see that. And uh, so... This file that this guy released basically talked about how it was faked, and basically they had the officer pose with weather balloon materials uh -huh. so they can release it to the public and be like, look at this. Like, it's simple tinfoil stuff that he's around. This is an actual photo that was taken from the crash site. I'm saying that with quotes around my face. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that was a big bomb for a lot of people. A lot of people didn't really, like, realize mm -hmm. that it could have been uh, faked, like that picture was faked. And so another interesting thing, and now I'm just talking about uh, people who just came forward about it, and these are higher up people, but are close to death and you know older, of course. A mm. uh, pilot came forward to state that he used to like fly around like high-ranking officials. A uh, pilot came forward to state that he flew high-ranking official to the crash site, and then straight to DC to ha meet with Truman. And uh, a few months later, the military official named Major General Lawrence Craigie 
started a project called Project Sign, which was about UFO investigations. Oh. Yes. And so uh, the pilot... Like a whole sector thing dedicated Basically, to- it's... You remember, I don't know if you were, like, know about... Uh, the pen- You know how the Pentagon came forward recently saying that they had years of UFO, like, yeah. investigation? This is pretty much kind of like that, but in the years before. It was kind of like a secret thing that they wanted to do to kind of... It was the OG of that. Yes. It was basically the original UFO investigations before it's opened up again later down the road. But yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, today we have ancient aliens. Yes. <laughs> no, but the uh, Pentagon came forward saying that they did have this uh, somewhat recently too, you know, a UFO investigation thing. And so, uh, and then in 2008, a flight engineer named Sergeant William Ennis, who reported to this... Uh, Enos. Enos. Enos? Uh, so he basically reported this state. He was one of the first people said stated that uh, it was a weather balloon. He later came forward in 2008, which is very recent, and said, a quote, it was a spaceship. I, I mean, that's 10 years ago, so. Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, speaking of from 1947. I mean, true. Compared true, to 1947. True, 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 true. He said, that's quote. That's very true. Sorry. It was a spaceship. After all these years, I still don't know how that ship flew there was no engine before i go i'd like to know and yeah did you mean to rhyme no he i mean you should ask him if you meant to rhyme but that's what he said and that's quotes and he's it's very uh he's fucking with us (laughs) i'm gonna fuck with you i'm gonna be a poet about it (laughs) he's gonna be like yeah i lied the entire time it was actually a crash site but what's up uh, so today, basically, there's been no... A lot of uh, people have tried to go out and try to see if they can recover anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they never found it, except, like, evidence that there was a crash because of an impact. But they've never found any debris that was lying there. No one's ever kept anything because the government got it all... Very well excavated. Very well. And it's one of those things where a lot of people think about why... If this is, like, such a simple weather balloon, like, why... <laughs> they, they worked really hard... To really make sure no one talked about it. It wasn't, like, from the radio station. They paid people off if they had to. They took fake pictures about it. And these are from high-ranking military officials who were around during this I'm, time. I'm positive. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no worries. But I'm positive this theory has been presented before. But maybe it's, like, the government itself purposefully Perfect. instituted a big old hoax because the cover-up of the government technology was getting close to getting leaked anyway so let's create a big explosion of this and then pretend to try to cover this up and then say hey that sounds we're like a... not really covering up aliens we're just covering up this sounds... and then basically tell them the truth by lying to them <laughs> that sounds like a romantic comedy plot for some reason I it's mean, so convoluted I mean, I've, so heard, I've heard crazier i've heard crazier that's happened in the real world i have so I it's, mean, it could be. I think it's either... I do believe it's either one of two things, and they're both somewhat plausible. I do believe that it could be that very well, that, that weather balloon that they're trying to... Uh, for seismic activity that they were monitor, monitoring or testing out. Or it could very well be an actual alien site, and they were trying... It was a very good cover-up. And they kind of kind of say, like, okay, you know what? We'll give you something, and we'll basically say that we did cover something up, but it was yeah. very minor in comparison to a fucking alien. But there's a lot of people out there who go both ways i don't know i i'm kind of a i i like i like the whole idea of aliens so i do want to i lean toward more that side into aliens but i I lean toward more that side because i just it's such a i don't know and people are like well how could they have the technology but in the hindsight in the the grand scheme of things our earth is so like young 
there's a lot of things that we don't even know and much about our solar system so i don't think it's very far-fetched that aliens could have a lot better technology and can visit the planet and oh, yeah. can have an accident and what if in other galaxies there's other like matter different kinds of matter exactly. and elements and, and chemicals and just because just don't just because we haven't discovered it our yes realm or whatever just because we haven't discovered it doesn't mean that other species you know, can't and so it's like oh you know because like basically sand turns into like a computer chip or whatever the fuck <laughs> and on yeah. this planet which is amazing so maybe on their planet uh fucking uh, drop of water is uh, <laughs> a chair yeah. i don't know <laughs> just uh, you no, never know very true so that is roswell and i think i think that should be the quote of the episode too we don't do quotes of each episode we should we should um but that should be the quote episode a drop of water becomes a chair <laughs> oh that's fantastic i think you should just put that in the title unquote and that's it that's all dash ian <laughs> get the timestamp too copyright it trademark it chair <laughs> It's wise if you really. I want to put an and bam in front of it, and bam, a drop of water becomes a chair. <laughs> That's not what you said. So no, it's not what I said. So God, sorry, it, you were Rain you had your opportunity and yet you didn't take it. But yeah, that is uh, Roswell. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's I didn't. I mean, I'm one of those people that I don't know i've watched some tv shows about it that were highly dramatized. The CW show, yeah, Roswell yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, they're bringing it back, by the way. They are? They're rebooting it, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which I don't know why, because I didn't expect I that didn't... show to be popular. I never thought it was. Yeah, but I didn't know a lot of those details, so that's really cool. What, yeah, what shocked me was just the high-ranking military officials. Like, these are the ones who kind of came to the things and mm-hmm. have been on record to go there and have been on record to say that it was weather balloon. But now they're... It seems, it's funny. Like, when people get closer to death, that's when the truth comes out, it seems like, with these military officials. Deathbed confession. Yes, and that happens a lot. They're just like, fuck this, I can't... I'm just going to say it and die, and then <laughs> government can't fuck with me then. So I think that was the, what their idea was, and yeah, leaves us a All lot right. to think about. Yeah, I mean, obviously. To ponder. My thing is, is I want to find some of that metal. I know. Not even to, like, be, like, a maniacal bad guy and get all the howl and <laughs> defeat Like a the Spider-Man world. villain. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like a Spider-Man villain, exactly. Like a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Um, what's the one that had all the arms? You are so old. Spider-Man went through like three different ones now, and you're describing uh, the oldest one. Excuse me, it went through like nine. <laughs> you're describing the oldest I Spider-Man. Remember, I remember, excuse me, I remember the Spider-Man from the early 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the Great Depression? I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. I, do, I do, it was depressing. <laughs> it was really greatly Nobody depressing. Nobody had shit. <laughs> oh, damn, sounds rough. Actually, no, that's all they had. All they had was shit. <laughs> and then they ran out of food, and then they stopped even that. Anyway. No. <laughs> but. Sorry. Um, well, that's awesome. Yes. Well, I guess this is... Uh, we better wrap it up. I think this, this is another episode. It. Oh, yes. So, uh, tell your friends about us. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you know, give us a review on iTunes. It really helps. Send us an email, and I'll add a link in the description of this podcast. It's at historicalandmysterious at gmail.com. Historical spelled H-Y-S, of course. And uh, Classic. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Tell your friends about yes, us. Yes, give us some feedback. Yeah. So We'd like to hear it. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, okay. You, you, you like whispered that really uh, quickly. I- That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>